everyone. Welcome to The Funnel, Experience Driven Commerce Podcast. I'm Shannon Abel, Senior Media Marketing Specialist at Blue Acorn ICI and host. Each episode, I interview customer experience experts to discuss the latest trends and topics that matter most to brand and retail professionals. Today, we have with us Rachel Pfeffer, Director of Enterprise Partnerships at Gorgias. Welcome, Rachel. Hey, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Today, we're going to talk about customer service best practices. But before we hop in, Rachel, do you mind just giving us a brief background of um, what you do at Gorgias and just overall what your experience is? Yeah, sure. Happy to. So uh, Rachel Pfeffer based here in New York and uh, a little bit of background about me is, you know, I've been about 15 years in, in the software industry, I started off in, in mobile software technology before the, the days of iPhones where you couldn't get world time or currency exchanges <laughs> immediately from your phone. And so I worked in the industry of delivering technology that allowed consumers to get uh, world time and, and, uh, and uh, currencies. And also I worked for a company that does peer-to-peer chat on their phones before the days of FaceTime. So that was the beginning of my career. And then later on, I kind of moved into customer support and e-commerce and spent the last about 10 years in, in both of those industries. And so gorgeous for me is the kind of crossroads of both e-commerce and customer support, bringing both of those needs into into one solution. Thanks, glad to have you. So like I said, we're gonna be talking about customer service best practices. I think we both agree that customer service has really evolved in the last 10 years, even just the last few years. Can you just talk a little bit about what the role of both customer service and a call center plays into the overall customer experience? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started off about 10 years ago at, at a live chat company, it was really a point solution company. And at the time, live chat was was completely new. No one had really been using chat and digital engagement was kind of an afterthought. And phone was the primary channel that most customers use. And even today in the B2B world, that's still the primary channel. But over time, we've seen just an abundance of new channels arise. Uh, that the call center should take advantage of and to be able to provide engagement uh, as a channel of choice for each person, right? Everyone has their kind of preferred channel and the call centers had to figure out how to engage customers no matter where they are and provide this kind of omni-channel experience across all, all of their touch points. So that's, that's one of the big kind of changes we've seen over the last uh, few years. I think the other thing that's happened especially because of COVID, is the inability to speak to customers face-to-face. And that lack of in-person engagement is really challenging for businesses. So one of the, the new things that we've seen is that call centers are more and more being looked at as a sales channel. And they need to be able to drive uh, engagements that are meaningful and help convert visitors. So not just help them with their customer support problems, but also work through challenges and convert them into new buyers. So they've really taken on almost more of a concierge type role where they're, like you said, like they're not just helping when a customer has an issue, but maybe they just need sizing advice or they just have, need recommendations for an item they might want for whatever it may be, but really more of a almost personal shopper type role in some cases. Absolutely, exactly. And so customer support uh, typically might have been trained on 
issues that really are around post-purchase. But to your point that, that the, the agents now need to be really trained up on product in detail to be able to provide that concierge experience and help a customer through their buying process. So when it comes to customer service, what are some of the top frustrations customers are still having today? Yeah, so here at Gorgeous, we've seen kind of three main challenges that exist within the market, especially within the e-commerce industry. One is this kind of lack of ability for the customer to get this omni-channel experience. And often when they go to a brand, they have to repeat themselves repetitively because the brand doesn't have a single view of that customer, no matter that channel. And the reason is because merchants have silo data. They have one system for email, one system for chat, one system for voice, and they don't aggregate all of that data for the customer to provide a single sequential omni-channel view. So that's one big gap in the market. Um, A second gap in the market is fast response time. So it's quite astounding that today across the e-commerce world, the average response time is about 12 hours or more. And, and resolution time is about 17 hours or more. And as you know, as a consumer, right, if you uh, get a response from your brand in 12 or 17 hours, it, that's just a highly frustrating experience. So response time, again, is just, just horribly, horribly slow. And then the third big challenge that we see is lack of having a real personalized experience. Customers Uh, There's a lot of data that we know about about the buyers out there, and it's not being harnessed to provide a meaningful engagement with the customer. So when when you as a consumer go in to buy something from your brand, again, you expect that brand to know who you are, your past purchase history, if you're a frequent buyer and all that information. And often, again, the, the, the merchants are not leveraging that data when they serve the customer. And going back to the wait time, I know I personally recently bought um, a pair of shoes from a D2C company and ended up returning both of them. But so I had the tracking number from when I was returning it from the label and I knew it had gotten back to them over a week ago and I still have yet to see a refund. I emailed them a few days ago, like still no response. It's really crazy how some brands still don't have like a one call resolution or, you know, a resolution within one day. It's really shocking that they don't, they're not living up to those expectations. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, as well, that like one bad customer support experience can tarnish your connection to that brand for life. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like I probably will never buy from their direct consumer channel again. Cause I know their products are sold at retailers too, that I like. So Honestly, I probably, like, again, ruin the experience. All it takes is one bad customer service experience to turn a customer away. Exactly. And just I like what you said about having the unified, like having access to the unified customer profile, seeing all the customer data, because like we said, as the customer service evolves for, to more of a like, concierge role, even when a customer is just chatting you to ask about sizing or you know, say they're looking for a specific dress, you already know that their size is X, Y, Z, or they prefer more, say like a certain color. So yeah, all of that just really helps with the experience. Yeah. And, and also kind of in that, that on the channel experience, I think part of that as well is, is not just knowing the customer across channel, but also knowing their full 
cycle. So just as an example on that is I, during COVID, like everybody else, renovated my home and I had uh, purchased a, a couch for my basement from one of my favorite brands. And it took three months because of COVID, right? Everyone had a delay and it took three months for the couch to arrive. And it arrived in two colors and in two fabrics uh, right before the holidays when I was supposed to have guests. So highly frustrating, right? So I called the brand and I emailed them. And each time I had to repeat myself and share my history of when I ordered the couch and why it appeared and that I wanted to keep the couch in my basement until I got the new couch, which took another three months to arrive because I was having guests and I didn't want to have to return it. And so every time I talked to them, they... Again, I had to repeat myself. And also they transferred me to the call center and then also the fulfillment center and also the retail store that I had ordered the product from. And no one had access to my history. No one had access to the story that I had told and the situation that occurred. And that was really frustrating too, right? So um, yeah, even within within that same kind of purchase, there was just multiple entities that had to be involved with with solving the the situation. But, But if you don't have access, you can't help the customer. Right. So how can customer service representatives turn a call center into a profit center? Obviously, we always want to give the customer the best experience, but also as a business, you need to also be driving sales. So how can you kind of pivot customer service into a profit center? Yeah, it's a a great question. So there's a number of ways that we recommend to look at to be able to drive more profitability and efficiency from the call center, as well as drive sales. So a few, few tips that we give. So one is we want to look at some of the types of inquiries that are common and repetitive. And those are the types of inquiries that you can use automations to be able to speed up response time. And when you speed up response time, you're actually reducing your cost because you don't need as much labor time, which is the most expensive aspect of your operations. So you can reduce that that cost of interaction. So we know in e-commerce that 20 to 30% of inquiries are repetitive. And you might guess that the number one inquiry that comes up in uh, in e-commerce is where is my order? You know, across uh, Gorgeous's customer base, that's about 33% of all inquiries. So we can use automations to handle that response. And then again, that'll save us a lot of cost and drive up our profitability. Another recommendation, and this is maybe obvious for a lot of the B2C brands, but not so obvious yet to to a lot of B2B companies that could highly benefit, and it's live chat. And I can't express enough how important live chat is on so many different levels. So one, it absolutely is the number one feature that will reduce response time. Live chat on your website can also help drive conversions as well as assist people through the checkout process. And the benefit to a merchant is that they are able to, of course, make that customer really happy because they're giving an immediate response. That customer, if they're under 50 years old, does not want to pick up the phone. They want to engage digitally. And so you're creating a just more happy buying experience. And it's also more cost effective. So a phone call is about $8 and a chat is on average about $3. And the reason is that the agent can handle multiple chats at the same time, typically about three. So live chat is another great, great advantage of creating more profitability in the call center and driving sales. Where do you find the live chat to have the most success within the shopping funnel? Yeah, so um, we see live chat often in product pages we can have it uh, the most impact in terms of conversion optimization is in the checkout. And one great way to 
ad chat is through campaigns. So creating rules around when chat appears. You don't want to add friction into the conversion funnel, but you do want chat to appear if, you've, if someone has stalled in checkout. So what you can do is create a campaign that triggers a proactive chat bot to appear if somebody has stalled on your checkout, let's say for five to 10 seconds. And what are some of the newer trends in the customer service space and how are, how are you seeing brands reacting to those trends? Yeah, one of the great sales tactics and newer trends that we're seeing is on a sentiment detection and using sentiment detection to identify positive influencers, positive browsers and convert them into buyers, especially on social media. So if you can know who the people that are responding on Facebook, on Instagram ads, and engage them either manually or through automation and quickly respond to them, you can drive considerable amount of revenue to your business. You can also use sentiment detection to identify who are your naysayers, who are the folks that are really tarnishing your brand publicly. And if you can engage those folks quickly as well, you can remove that negative criticism from the internet and and bring those folks into more of a a one-to-one conversation using direct message. And then we're seeing agents use coupon codes to measure the impact of their engagement with their social browsers. So if you use coupons, you can see, right, if somebody's going back to the positive comments socially, if you send someone a, a coupon and someone said, hey, like, I love your brand. This is so great. So cool. How do I buy it? If the agent sends that person a coupon that says, so glad you, you like our brand. Here's a 10% off. And that's a great way for a business to measure the impact of that engagement. Right. So you're really identifying leads for your business, whether it's B2B or B2C, and then turning them into customers. That's right. Exactly. Awesome. I would say another uh, great new trend is SMS. And SMS is, wow, it's, it's so powerful. We see SMS converting five times higher than email. And that's probably not a surprise, right? Because if you look at your own inbox, I know mine is filled with 20,000 promotional emails from brands that I once purchased something from, and I've never opened those emails again. But yeah, SMS has 90% open rates and our merchants see about a 15 to 20 times ROI using SMS. And so the, the trend here is to integrate your text messaging platform with your help desk. So you can automatically forward all of your text messages to your customer service team, enabling those agents to quickly respond. And with something like a help desk, you can still segment customers that way instead of just sending one big blast. Exactly. You can segment um, by channel if you want. You can segment by sentiment, as I mentioned before. There's you can the benefits of this platform like Gorgeous is to automatically tag your inquiries using machine learning so that you can segment your audience any which way you want by inquiry type, by channel and so forth. Yeah. Lately, I've been seeing a lot of brands, you know, if you sign up for the SMS text messages, they'll send you a 10% coupon. I'm really excited to see what brands do besides just the initial coupon code. Some of the brands I'll see will send me reminders of a um, ongoing promotion or whatnot, but I'm also interested to see how brands use it to just deliver valuable content or anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. One of our great customers, Olipop, uses our partner Postscript for SMS. And one of the, the great quotes from this brand that Ellie, their, their VP customer experience mentioned is that he only talks to four people with SMS, uh, including one of them is his mom. 
And I just love that because it's, if you can create this kind of SMS engagement with your customer as a brand, you're getting into their pocket, right? You're, you're having a meaningful engagement that is kind of outside of the desktop. And I, and I just love the, the impact that that can have. Right. And exactly. And like you said, like we get so many emails every single day, but so I'm kind of used to seeing hundreds of emails unopened in my email, but at least in my personal email, but on your phone, if I see even just like two notifications on text messages, like I'm going to open those. So like you said, it really drives that open rate compared to email. Yep. It, it does. In fact, we see that SMS based pre-sale chats that receive replies in less than 10 minutes have an incredible 28% conversion rate, right? So that's huge. Any other trends you're seeing in customer service? Yeah. So again, I'm just going back to how the call center and, and contact center today are being looked at to drive sales. We are seeing a lot of merchants starting to incentivize and reward their agents for driving sales and measuring them against it and having revenue dashboards that determine who the top performers are to really incentivize that behavior. The other thing is we're seeing, as I'm going back to what I said before around product training, we're seeing agents really start to become more immersed in the product, trying to help uh, with upsells and cross-sells. And on and in that vein, the merchants are creating more macros or canned responses to help the agents have the messaging in front of them that will drive that upsell. So that's another thing from an agent standpoint. I was just going to say, we do that at Blue Acorn and ICI with our customer service team who are working with our clients. They actually, the clients will send us their products and our customer service team goes through this brand immersion. So they really fully understand every, not just the products, but every piece of the products, how they feel and touch. So that way uh, we can give the best responses to whatever questions a customer might have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see, you know, I guess another trend is, is of course, leveraging all that, that 360 view of the customer right there in front of the agent to be able to harness the data, maximize the investments made already by the merchant to be able to gauge those customers in a meaningful way, right? For example, a lot, one of our great loyalty and reviews partners is Yapo. And through an integration with Yapo, uh, gorgeous agents can view all the product reviews that a buyer has made online. And so as an agent, if I see that my customer has had an awesome review of my, my merchandise, I can thank them for writing that review. I could mention the review and what a great way to create that, that connection with the customer. And then conversely, right, if that buyer had written a negative review, well, this is my opportunity to save that client and mention that we're sorry that you had such a bad experience with our product. How can we make it up to you? How can we keep you as a customer? So having that kind of data is truly powerful. And it's not just, it's not just product reviews, but it could be anything from your email marketing data to your reviews and reward, uh, your rewards, loyalty platform, shipping platform, marketplaces, all of that 360 data. Yeah, that's great. Customer service really is the front line of your brand. So they really have the, the power to make or break any customer relationship. So having access to all that data is just really necessary at this point. Absolutely. So what can a brand do this month to start improving their call center and customer service? Yeah, great question here. So I think that one of, one of the things they can do is what I mentioned earlier around driving fast response time. 
if you don't yet have live chat, get it out, get it, get it onto your pages. That is the channel of choice and it has an impact. So live chat, absolutely. The other thing is use macros. So macros are uh, like can responses, but they leverage the personal data that we already know about a customer and can create this personalized response, but in an automated way. So the more macros that you have, the more automations you can start to create and kind of speed up that response time, which really does create an impactful engagement with your with your buyers. So that's, those are two things. The other thing is uh, engage social media, right? So bring your, if you don't yet have your social media data in your, in your help desk, that's really important to do because those are agents that are waiting to engage buyers. So if you have a social media monitoring tool, that's great. This doesn't need to replace that, but how much better would it be if, if you had automations to identify your positive and negative social browsers and you were able to leverage all of the macros that you've already set up to respond to those customers as well. So those are a few things that I'd recommend. Great. Especially as we head into the competitive holiday season, I mean, these are great tips for someone to start optimizing their customer service. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, anything else you'd like to mention before we wrap up? I just want to say, you know, thank you for having me on Shannon and for all the listeners out there, I'd like to extend an offer to you. So we have a one month free for the Blue Acorn listeners. Just mention the word podcast and email me at rachel at gorgeous.com to get that offer. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Really appreciate it. For those of you listening, you can find any of our episodes pretty much anywhere it's in the podcast. And if you'd like more information on customer service or more about Blue Acorn ICI's customer service offerings, you can visit blueacorniici.com. Until next time.